So good to be talking to you. My name is Trevor. Welcome to your Boo Crew Podcast, episode 379. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with us. It is our second all-new episode this week, which is the first time we've actually done this in a while. The horror community has been bursting at the seams with all of this excitement lately that has been back to guests, and it's going to be for the rest of this month, which has been a massive delight for us, and we hope for you, too. Apple Podcasts is where you can write us a quick note to say, hey, with a review, we're going to be reading all of them right here on an upcoming show. I know you're probably sick of me saying that, but please keep them coming. We are so incredibly touched. We are all going to get together soon and do this. Hopefully here over the next few weeks, we'll have a guestless episode. There's so much to talk about. At time of release, we've got a really cool live panel coming up. Lauren and I checked out a live reading of Jennifer's body last night that we went to out here with a live direction from Karin Kusama that we want to share with you. Tons of exciting new films being released. It is endless. The conversation you're about to hear is just one of those amazing events in the genre space. And if you're in the LA area or plan to be in the near future, it kicks off this weekend. Saturday, April 15th on Magnolia and Burbank. It's actually going to be around there for a while. Our friends Kiko and Eric from the Mystic Museum join us to tell you about their latest immersive horror exhibit and experience, Why Two Kills features interactive displays paying tribute to your favorite horror films from the early 2000s including screen used items from the private collections of Eli Roth and Michael Doherty. I'm going to get out of the way here so we can dive right into it. Episode 379 with the Mystic Museum is now slaying. Go ahead, scream. That's all we need. Another victim crawls onto the gurney for a Boo Crew autopsy. Joining Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew via the Speakeasy Studio are two inspiring creators who have taken their love and respect of horror, the occult, antiques, oddities, the paranormal, and mysticism, and manifested a wonderful labor of love that has become the very heart of the horror community here in L.A. and beyond. Transforming a historic residence into a storefront called Bearded Lady Vintage back in 2013, now 10 years later, a collective of shops and experiences have been added in its continued and exciting expansion. This includes the genre lifestyle mecca Camp Horror and the Mystic Museum, which now consists of two separate locations here on Magnolia Boulevard in Burbank, featuring rotating, immersive installations that have become famous the world over, such as working with the legendary Sam Ramey and team on several historic Evil Dead exhibits. Their care and attention to detail has resulted in their spaces and now brand itself being used in massive music videos and countless TV and film projects. When you walk through any door with their name on it, you know you're going to be welcomed, celebrated for who you are, and guaranteed memories you are never going to forget. Here to talk about their latest horror immersive experience, Why Two Kills, at time of release opening Saturday, April 15th. It's always an honor to welcome back returning guests and friends of the show, Eric Wessel and Kiko Bailey of the Mystic Museum. Yeah! Thank you. Thank you, always, you, thank you, thank you. Always make you yourself so good. Wow. We don't have yeah. to try very hard with you guys, yeah. man. There's always more coming. So. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? It never <laughs> ends. It never... So, yeah, we were talking, like, besides maybe the odd convention appearance that we've been at together, the last time we were talking, I think, was uh, back in August for the Jennifer's Body Club Night that you guys did at the Federal. 
Oh yeah, that was so much fun. That was, that was awesome. Sick. Absolutely incredible. I got to say, as a fan of the film, being there when Ryan Levine performed Through the Trees acoustically for everybody, I had chills. Oh, I did. I, I literally had goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. I was like, I can't believe we, we got that. How did, how did this come together? Right, yeah, right. Yeah. And you guys have done another one since then. You did the Stu's House Party in October. Yes. Right? That one was great. Being able to kind of take Mystic Museum on the road, so to speak, outside of conventions and, and stuff that you usually kind of bring a mobile version of the store with you um, with photo ops and, and whatnot to be able to do that at a club what did you learn from those ex- from the experience of actually doing that Ooh, totally different experience so when we do it in our own location we have full reign of remodeling the space sure. and and you know damaging stuff if we need to like cutting down walls building new like you don't have any of that you can't do any of that first so building photo ops that are going to be up for just a temporary basis and not damaging somebody else's property is was a challenge but i think we kind of did it really well and we figured it out and it was like it was really great is there anything that you learned from those experiences that have leaked into your day-to-day just at the Mystic Museum and the shop in general? I would say just more people wanted us to do it again. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I What I learned is like I really like that we have our solid location because of how detailed and um, how much we could actually bring in like tools and machinery in order to like create these things in electronics. So what I learned is is – don't take for granted what I already have, even though these club nights were really fun. I'm going to do as many as we can in the future that, um, you know, the core is definitely these, the very detailed build outs that we do inside the museum. Sure. And be able to alter that space, which is yeah, a part of what makes it so unique every time. One thing that I noticed being at the club night for Jennifer's body that you did is that for the most part at something like that, it's not necessarily kind of the looky-loos and the curious who may be walking into the shop off the street, but you are curators of a gathering of a specific passionate group of people around one particular film, kind of in both those cases. Did you get any impression or did it leave you with any feelings being immersed in the horror community in that sense with all those people who are there specifically together for one film and to be a part of an event that you guys have arranged. That, you know, that's one of the reasons I got goosebumps when, when he performed the song and um, my band actually played that event too as well. Your band was awesome. (laughs) Too bad. So sad, right? Yeah. You guys were killer. (laughs) So it was just not only like the, to like some of my personal life kind of like sleeped into that event, which was awesome. But then seeing everyone there that was not only there for an immersive experience, but there just to have a good time and a social gathering and want to actually just sit and talk and like hang out with people. Mm. That was surreal in a sense that I'm, I just never thought that it would just like be like a one night only thing that people would still come to and be like, be there. And like, obviously the film itself is an amazing film and you know, uh, I don't know. It was just great. I don't know. Let's say the people cosplaying, dressing up, like just sitting there and because I got to see it from the floor and from the stage. The yeah. spur, so I got to see the whole thing and everyone dressing up. And it was it was just it was just like, wow, we got to do this again. Yeah. And most likely we'll be doing the same theme again, too. Oh, yeah. wow. That would yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Well, what I loved 
as just a fan of what you guys do and just being a part of the horror community in general is that an event like that or the or the Stu's house party, you could literally go up to anybody there and you already have something in common. You could have a full conversation and you, you, a lot of the inhibitions is, is already gone because you're all there for one purpose. You all know Mystic. You all know the film. You know, you're dressed in cosplay and everybody's there to welcome each other. It, that's a really unique and really powerful experience. Good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. How has your relationship with the movie studios evolved since the inception of Mystic and Camp Horror? I don't know. I think, um, I think we have very like-minded kind of goals and whatnot. And I feel like they, you know, we so, totally support what they do and they support what we do. And I think, too, a lot of times they come in and they're inspired by what we create as well. So, I don't know. I think it's just a big blend of everyone doing their own thing. I'd say I'm definitely very, you know, proud to know that they've noticed us and they've sent us a lot of free stuff to give away to our clients and our fans and yeah. our customers. So knowing that we're on their radar is like a huge honor just to know that, hey, Scream 6 is coming out. Do you guys want to do a Scream 6 event with us? Because we did a Scream 6 trivia with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to give out free movie tickets to these movies? We've been, I think in the last month, we've done three giveaways connected with the studios that's incredible so just that they recognize us and we're on their radar is a huge honor and you know you know i think like even seeing some of the people that work with these in within these um these movies coming to the exhibit themselves and just like you know or who was in the other day that i was just like like oh um, well uh candy man was in the oh, other tony day Todd. oh tony Todd. Yeah, wow yeah. just randomly shows up you know well, he wanted to yeah. come talk to us to do signings. Oh, there we go. see, yeah. that is he, so he was looking cool. For us. Tony was looking for for me. That's amazing, right? Yeah. But then that's yeah. a, that's the thing that's that's really really powerful is that the more also that the studios recognize it too, the more that Mystic becomes a hub for us fans to be able to have these unique yeah. opportunities mm-hmm. that the studios are kind of funneling through you guys because it really isn't that many places that are horror specifically horror centric. That yeah. makes sense for a lot of this stuff, but what you guys have kind of built there. So it, it really works out great for, for us fans. On that note, I'm noticing that, I mean, the horror genre itself has been, we've talked about it before, exploding over the past few years. Halloween Horror Nights now starts September 2nd. Their Six Flags right now is running uh, Spring Screams. Yeah, uh, is that? Yeah, scream break, scream break. That's yeah. it. That's I was it. Actually, just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So yeah, they're doing yeah, yeah. Ha- they're doing yeah. haunted mazes and stuff yeah. now, yeah. right? <laughs> Freaking April, yeah. and uh, Reign of Terror is doing their haunted house at the end of April too. Oh, wow. It's just getting it's pushing back into all year, and then the yeah. conventions are starting up right uh, midsummer, and uh, Monster Palooza will be hitting us really soon, and and then we're we're right back into the Halloween season, and everything just explodes, and the film releases have been insane, and they've been like. Terrifier 2 like has been kind of changing the experience of going to the movie theaters and Skinamarink, like an experimental horror film like Skinamarink was put into theaters on a practically wide release scale, like things that have never really happened before are happening now. What is your take on the horror boom? Are you seeing it in your end? Are you seeing more people interested in the store and in the horror community? How has that kind of affected your day to day? Well, obviously, if it's anything that's booming, that is what we're doing is a great thing. Right. And um, uh, I really like 
that feeling of our first shop ever. I don't know if you guys were around or seen the first one. It was a tiny little house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And going from there and, like, building where we are now, but also seeing the horror community being built and uh, being larger and stronger and just, in general, like, more people outside of the horror community that are just people that like horror movies and Mm -hmm. not just immersed in it, like, 100%. Uh, accepting it a lot more and going to uh, the theater to see horror movies a lot more and then it being a year-round thing and not just let's watch horror movies on Halloween. No, it's, it's like let's watch it all the time now. Yeah. And I, I just think these movies, in the way they're developing is there being a lot more uniqueness I've, I see coming in like the, the writing of these movies yeah. and TV shows. I think some of the TV shows outweigh some of the movies nowadays. Sure, yeah. Too. Last of Us, yeah. Yellow Jackets, yeah. and Horror Star. There's so many. So it's just, I don't, I, I can't really say how it, like, I'm so busy with the shop sometimes it's hard to see how it affects me. Just maybe it affects me to the point that where I'm constantly busy now and I'm like so focused on like the build outs and the, and, and the construction and uh, what I'm doing is trying to make everything a lot more detailed and bigger and better than I ever done before. Yeah. So you'll see this in this next. Video, oh sure. my God. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. Have in you second. guys ever thought of doing like a maze, like creating your own haunted maze in a store? Uh, oh yeah. That's definitely on the back burner. And if you yeah. see this new exhibit, it's much more of a walkthrough yeah. than it was before. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So we've, we've this new one. It, you actually walk like you, there's a path to go through. Yeah, so it's different than, it's much more like one of the slashbacks we did where you enter a room first and you have to wait for the door to get unlocked. It's that's it's going to start. Like right, it's like that, a, got yeah, a queue yeah. kind of in the, and, yeah. And then from there, there's a path to follow. And that it basically, we separate it into more rooms, which means we have a lot more, you know, photo ops and a lot more immersive experiences going on in this next exhibit. Yeah, I think you're right about that the uniqueness of a lot of the horror movies that are coming out now. And I, I wonder if part of that is just, um, you know, from the pandemic still, like a lot of these movies, there's a lot of movies were written and created during the pandemic. And there's a lot of, oh, uh, I, a lot of things everyone's working through, you know, and they I, do it through horror. I just saw cocaine bear last night. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so amazing. I haven't seen cocaine bear yet. Our kid keeps talking about it. Yeah, exactly. He keeps getting ads and I'm like, what are they watching? Yeah, he's like 11. He's like, cocaine bear. (laughs) Yeah, we went and saw what we saw Scream 6. It was playing in 4DX. Oh, wow. Which is, yeah, they have a theater out in uh, uh, the Regal in in North Hollywood. They only have like two theaters that have like 4DX. But literally, the seats are on hydraulics and spraying you with water. Every time someone gets stabbed, water spraying in your face. It is the fucking coolest way to watch a horror film ever. Well, I guess next year we'll have that in the (laughs) Mystic Museum. Right, you guys, take it to the Mystic Museum, right? Um, Before we get into Y2 Kills, I just wanted to ask, what's the latest on your other location down the street, uh, currently home to the the seance? the parlor and uh, the lost toys exhibit last I'm aware of that was in there so it's still going to be lost toys for a while okay and um what we're doing is I don't know if you remember we had combo tickets for both uh, yep. ones so this one is there's going to be a combo option it's just going to be a little bit different because which we'll get into for Y2 Kills is like there's tier ticket tiers now that you could buy for oh, this okay. next one and then uh, if you do that with um a lost toys one then you get a discount so you could go to both in the same day so that'll be up for a while and most likely change maybe around october okay yeah so we'll basically be doing two exhibits a year so one will be at that location and one will be at the main locations got it got it and do you find you're constantly curating and and decorating and getting new things for the parlor is that something that you're you're always always. like looking for cool stuff 
You want to hear something cool? Hell yeah. So I was in uh, Texas and I was at an antique store and I was buying Halloween blow molds and, you know, for the shop. Oh, I was like, wow. oh, and I was like, and they were fairly expensive. The guy knew the prices of them. And I was like, I'm not going to get anything here. I'm not, there's not going to be a big like upsell in anything I have here. And then I turn around and there's a box and it says Ouija on it, a tiny box, like four inches by seven inches. It's one of the original planchets before they sold it with a board. It was just a planchet by itself. No way. And I expect him to be like, no, that's a thousand dollars. And he's like, 25 bucks. <laughs> oh <Wow>. my God. <laughs> and I was like, so like, you couldn't get it I'll out fast enough. Take it. <laughs> and wow. then, yeah. So I added that to the, to the exhibit. I added, um, uh, some new Ouija boards that came out. That's a French version of the Ouija board, like all in French. There was something, oh, a mini one. So I'm constantly, and every time I see a Ouija board that I don't have, I'll buy it and we'll put it, I'll put it in an exhibit. Doesn't that freak you out? Like, I'd be so freaked out. With all those Ouija boards in one place? <laughs> yeah, I, like, I mean, I don't know because this is how I describe it. It's like having a chef's knife in your kitchen. You're going to either cook something with it and everyone can enjoy it and love it. Or you're going to stab somebody with it. Right. I get Same it. thing with the Ouija board. Yeah. It's just that tool, and it all depends how you choose to use that tool. Right? Makes sense. Yeah, yeah you got to respect the tool, right? Yeah. You just, gotta... <laughs> just make sure you say goodbye. Exactly. <laughs> so what? just briefly on the history, of the, so they did, when they made Ouija boards, they went through a time when it was just a planchette. Yeah. It was like automatic writing would have a pencil through it, but this one didn't have the pencil. It was just the Ouija board with like a metal pin. Got it. And it came in, and it had the original cardboard box, cardboard box, which was like amazing. You never see that. Wow. Was Parker Brothers still involved in that back then, or was it like its own kind of kind of spirit tool? I don't know if that one was. It was no. It was owned. Parker Brothers was was, um, the first one to market it in mass production as a game, a board game. Got it. But before then, it's like it. It goes way back to the like you know AD and stuff like wow. that. Yeah, the concept of using something like that. Yeah, did That's they a, call it a Ouija board? Even no, it's just it a bunch of divine. Well, you would general term be divining tools, like a tool in order to contact the afterlife, Got or it. you know, uh, get some kind of like future, um, you know, fortune or something like that. So it'd be everything from like throwing bones to um, throwing dice, uh, things like that. We'll get into why two kills now. So your previous immersive experience, we were talking about a 90 slashers that kicked off in April of last year. And that was consisting of over a dozen horror themed photo ops. And there's props and art inspired by the most popular horror films from the 90s. So tell us about deciding to continue that trajectory by like moving the timeline ahead to the 2000s with this new experience. Was there any opportunities that presented themselves, you're like, oh my God, we got to go into, we got to do 2000s now, or did you just logically go, okay, we did 90s, now 2000s? Um, it, we didn't really brainstorm too hard. I don't, I don't, did we? I don't think so. We did, because I remember like thinking oh, that, I just, I just that was, that was almost, kills. that was, yeah, it was like, like almost a logical the choice, yeah, was, yeah. but I couldn't wrap my head around how to, what was how to, what to call it, how to actually make it seem like, like a, a a great exhibit based on the name, right? And I'm I like to like incorporate everything in the exhibits. Like it, the name is it going to attract like people? Are you going to understand what the name means? Right. And I couldn't think of that, so I was like, well, what challenges? else should we do? Yeah. So so we couldn't think about it. So I was like, I don't know if I really want to go because the obvious choice was to go to that next you know decade. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, hmm. Well, but then I thought about maybe going all the way back to the seventies, you know. And I'm like, okay, what should we do? Or What's like, I, there's so many s- small little things. 
but I think ultimately it was just the wise choice to go to that. And then once um, we uh, the name kind of like came came about, it was like, yeah, it's definitely the two thousands. I think I might have been who came up with the name. Me. Yeah, I think it was Keith. <laughs> 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 it was like Y two K Y two K. It's just like just made sense. Yeah, like, no, I love it. But once that happened, I was like end of the world i was like how do you not that's like that's a that's a whole genre of like horror films in itself yeah yeah and then not to mention that the 2000s was was the birth of like you know the like movies like saw and hostile like those i think torture yeah torture porn yeah yeah what it's called so it's just kind of like like okay that's a whole new like aspect to go on that we've never done before how did you kind of limit the focus to a certain era or timeline in the 2000s without going all the way to 2023 it just are just being overwhelmed or does it go that far it, it, it's just like the 90s it's strict 2000 to 2010 the boo crew will be right back now prepare yourself for the most gruesome and grotesque horror film experience of them all the bloodorama shock festival vampires ghouls Half-human monsters and creatures from the world of the undead all join together in one fright-filled, fantastic cavalcade of the weird and bizarre. The Bloodorama Shock Festival. Are you ready for more than four hours of chill-crammed terror? Join Christopher Lee, Greta Tyson, Ken Taylor, and John Ashley in search of new hideous horrors. You'll see men turn into maniacs and dead beings turn into living, breathing, unholy beasts that kill at the command of a half-mad fiend. It's all there and in bloodletting, gory color. Don't be afraid. See the Bloodorama Shock Festival if you dare. about what you got going on some of the the people who are involved some of the films that are focused okay i'll let you take this we're super honored to have eli roth on board with this uh we befriended him through the shop uh, a few years ago and whatnot and um so we actually went to his place got some like screen use props from his films and other like memorabilia that he has um and it was just like super rad like going to his place and Picking up his decapitated prop head, you know what I mean? Like, in a, <laughs> that's in a amazing. Box. Like, I was like, man, I love my life, you know. Like, oh my it's god, like the coolest things to do, you know. And um, so we have some pieces from him and all sorts of stuff that you'll see at the uh, at the opening. But um, and then also Michael Doherty with Trick or Treat. Yeah, we have some screen use things from him too. Oh, so, that's so great! Yeah, and super then we're honored. We collected a lot of our own stuff, so it's going to have um, personal collections from them and then us as well. So it's still sticking to the museum theme of a museum. So there will be a museum screen use props to see as well as the interactive experience. The first Evil Dead exhibit you did mm-hmm. was really prop heavy because there was so much content to display and it was displayed yeah. beautifully. There were still photo ops and, and you know all that stuff was still going on. What's kind of the balance of this one? Would you say it's super prop heavy because the amount of stuff and there was less opportunities for different photo ops or is it about did you find a nice balance uh not balanced at all yeah. <laughs> um a lot of great props that are really awesome to see yeah but 
Uh, I uh, went pretty heavy on the um, the photo ops immersive experience part. So oh, there's a cool. lot. Cool. There's yeah. a lot more yeah. than we've ever done before. Yeah. Sure. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh so my. I'm like, oh, we open on Saturday. We got a lot to do still. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that, that was awesome. I was it running looks, wire yeah. <laughs> right up until like oh like we came here. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, you've done things in the past where there's been like a keychain that kind of activates different uh, illusions and things uh, yeah. and triggers around the museum. Yeah. There's been, uh, you know, the tape recorder from the evil dead with the, yeah. the incantation looped. And that remember that little room that the kids went in. Was that oh, evil yeah. dead as well? I think that was, it was yeah. that part of the evil dead exhibit that there. That's really cool. Yeah. Like so many different things. So just thinking about that, have you coming up with the technology to be able to do these different immersive experiences? What's that been like in the creative process of figuring out, what are we going to do? Uh, well, uh, very lucky to work with someone that helps us with a lot of the electronic side of it. Sure. And uh, I'm learning a lot of that as I go. And so um, in the last like 10 years, I've learned, I went from, you know, this little tiny house to like really kind of like learning a lot more along the way. Also, you know, you can't do everything by yourself. So it's good to have friends and people that can help. So uh, adding that electronic element to it is, you know, uh, first is show. I want to show that we're we're moving with the times. We're being a little modern, modern, and that there's more than just standing in front of something and taking a photo. It could yeah. be interactive, and it could like um, be immersive. And this the electronic part is like some of the most exciting. Like I'll sit and like be like, what can we do for this this uh, uh, room right here? And then I'll come up with it. And I'll go to my guy, and he'll be like, Yo, yeah, I gotta like develop this now. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, so together we kind of develop it from like concept to actual like running the wires, you know, and stuff like that. So you know, we sit and we kind of do it together. But he he helps out a lot. But he also we have to figure out how to do things that like I want to be done that isn't there yet. Got yeah, it. And, wow. And, so you're so, yeah. innovating and, and making you know, it up as you go. Yeah. And and you know, it's great to have. You know, I like to sit there and be like. Well, if you could have done this, then we could probably do this. And he's like, that technology doesn't exist yet. I was like, you could figure it out. He's like, okay. And then we just figure it out and we put it together. And this one has a lot more stuff. Like, whew, it's, 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 it's hard. It's, it's great. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't been to the museum yet or hasn't tried any of these immersive experiences, that, that element of, uh, of, of the whole thing, what is one from the past that you've done just to give an example of mm-hmm. an, an, uh, an installation come to life that you've been particularly, wow, this, this worked out beautifully. Um, so for the last 90s slasher, uh, you would get a dagger and the dagger was the, the electronic device that activated the <sighs> things. And so you would stab the dagger into certain things and then someone things would happen. <laughs> and so for the first second one, I think in the walkthrough, was um, you would stab the dagger into a knife block as if you're pulling the dagger out of a knife block in the original kitchen from the first one. And we recreated the kitchen. Uh, and then the phone would start ringing. And there would be tape head on there. And then from the phone, you could actually dial the numbers uh, by answering trivia. And it, you survive or don't survive. And it, go, it goes from there. So I think that was amazing. Not only to get the dagger to activate it, but the phone to have like actually tape head on the other yeah. side talking to you yeah and then giving you trivia oh, i mean ghost face i can't say tape head they're friends they're yeah exactly all the time. exactly yeah. you've done so many yeah. Yeah. that is so freaking cool in terms of this one did you let 
the props inspire you? Certain films? How did you guide yourself down what you would build? I watched the movies over and over and over and over and over again. And everything that like just stood out to me, I was just like, that's it right there. That's it right there. And sometimes I had to stuff like way late. I'm like, I got to do that. I got to do that. So it's just, it was really just the film and actually sitting in and enjoying it. Enjoying yeah. the film and seeing what would I want to see? Like if, if I was going to see an exhibit, what, what would I want to see in this exhibit? Right. You know? And you got a lot of good material to draw from, like saw all the different yeah. traps and things in the saw films yeah. or hostile, the same kind of stuff. Well, the first thing too was the Y2K aspect of it. Yeah. So that's the first thing that you walk into with this one is a whole Y2K, the world's ending. Like, <laughs> like, you know, uh, that's the first thing. And that's in, I can't really say the exact movies we're pulling sure, from, sure. but that's in the first one, which is a really funny movie uh, that came out during that decade. And so uh, it's, let's just say um, you'll be talking to a sales associate that has red on him. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's so, so cool, man. Very excited. And then that. the yeah. world starts ending and, you know, then you have to, uh, you know, go the direction that it leads you and then more things happen. And, it, you know, this uh, we did one for a ki- an- another kitchen scene from another movie that's going to, it's like one of the first movies that came out in 2000. Um, it's the first one in a series of movies, Got which it. you might be able to get in. Let's say it's it's another whole like it's a movie where the 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 um villain isn't an actual real person. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Love so these. that's a kitchen scene as well. And that one is gonna be really amazing. It's working on that really hard with um you know, let's say it's just like fire, electricity, everything. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. This then that's a very, very detailed one that we're doing. That's really hard. Oh god, I can't even yeah. imagine. <laughs> But I should explain, since I've been talking about the dagger from the last one, yeah. this one, because it's Y2 Kills, can you have a guess what the activation device is going to be? A computer? A computer, yeah. So it's actually a CD that you get to buy. Oh, that's great. That's and cool. the CD has the trigger on it where you go to CD-ROMs and you type it on each CD-ROM in each section. Oh my god. Yeah, but the CD is, there's a lot going on for this one. It's actually an art print that you get to keep. It comes with a sleeve and the CD itself that has an art print on it. So you get to keep it by um, the artist's name is uh, Sam Heimer. Heimer. We commissioned him to make an art print specifically for this. So this is the only Sam Heimer piece you could get. uh, This piece was only you could get it from the CD. And that's part of our tiered package. So the first general mission is you get uh you know the collectible ticket you get the entry you get the photo ops you get all that stuff and then your ticket has the device on it so what we're doing different from last one is you would have to buy the um the dagger in order to get the extra layer with the trigger yeah. systems this one everyone gets it no matter what from general mission through the the uh through the third tiered package the second tier in this one is where you actually get the CD and then the uh, third tier, you get the CD, you get the uh, everything else, and you get a uh, wind-up disposable camera. That's uh, Mystic Museum camera. Oh, that's kills. cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's awesome. That is really cool. Has yeah. anyone developed that film anymore? Yeah. Um, yeah. Really? I mean, still... I was able to get them made. You know? that, so, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, that's so. so cool. Oh, there's going to be music on the actual CD, too. 
But we know not everyone has a CD player anymore, so there's also a QR code on each CD where you could just scan it with your phone and listen to the music, and the music is actually from the composer of Trick or Treat. That's what I wanted to talk about. I heard that Douglas Pipes is involved. Yes. So he did specific music, uh, uh, creative music for this event. How did, so cool. how did that work? Did he, is he, does he know exactly where you're coming from as far as the path that you're taking people through? Or did he just kind of supply, did you just give him the vibe and he just kind of went nuts and supplied what he thought would make sense? Or how did that work? Well, we had a meeting. We talked about it. You know, um, obviously there's going to be a movie from the 2000s that he worked at being featured in this. Mm-hmm. And so he, that was definitely the vibe. And we went from there and then he created some original stuff and says here you go and so it's not only going to be played while you go through the exhibit but you also have an opportunity to have it on cd yeah. and download it with the qr code and it's the only place that you can get this music which yep. is so cool yep. you know what's funny we were talking to eli roth uh, a number of months ago for one of his discovery channel tv shows he was doing we were asking him about props and he had said yeah i got tons i just don't know where to put them and he said this he was like i would love to like put him in the mystic museum <laughs> so no he, yeah he referenced you guys like Aww. back then we we're like everybody knows the mystic oh, museum man <laughs> they're in the back of my van right like, well, yeah. exactly and as far as like the people who who le- lend their stuff and lend their collection do they like to have a say in how things are displayed or they like to kind of give you creative license and let you kind of roll with it it's mostly creative licensing yeah just to, yeah do what you want to do oh, wow. as long as you know we keep good care of it you know we, everything's insured we're making sure you're all above board and we're like because as much as we love props ourselves we take very very good care of it and like make sure that we you know don't display it in any way that could damage it and yeah like that so yeah and you get do you get your say like um you know when an eli roth or michael doherty kind of says all right i got a bunch of stuff do you kind of get to walk through and pick things that you'd like and, and leave just, things behind that don't really make sense for the exhibit or you just kind of take all of it and work with that uh, palette for eli roth we took everything he offered for Mike, he was just a couple things that he had. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, yeah, th- this is from that film. You guys could have both these. Oh and so, or on loan. And so it was, it really depends on the person. Yeah. 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 But here's the thing. There is something from Eli Roth that everyone is going to be able to touch and sit in. Oh, wow. wow that's and that's so going to be cool. part of one of our photo ops. Oh. So you get to sit in the actual chair from one of these films. What is your stance? I'm always curious about this. And this is kind of a more recent in the past recent years kind of thing. Vloggers, right, who will come in and post their experience in uh, your exhibits at the shop or just, you know, just any any uh, from conventions to stores or whatever. And they film kind of uh, their experience and share the video form on YouTube. Is that something that you guys care about do you have an open policy about it do you like to be asked before people do something like that i mean it is a great way of kind of spreading the disease of of uh, mystic museum uh, all over the world but what is your kind of stance on on that when people do that i mean we'd love people to do that i mean I've, any any way for people to come in and get the word if you're a horror fan and you're gonna show other horror fans yeah you know the uh seeing it through a, vo- a vlog a youtube channel whatever is one thing, but coming to the exhibit is a whole different thing. Oh, yeah. So I don't mind if you want to come in and do it. Uh, the only difference is is, is if you're getting paid $10,000 to do that episode, mm. 
kind of like talk, talk to me first. <laughs> yeah, talk to exactly me first, you know? right. <laughs> that's that's it. But if you're if you, you that's just what you do, and it's for fun and a hobby, and you have and you're in the horror community, we want to support everyone in the horror community. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, in addition to experiencing the Mystic Museum that way, an important part of your events has always been the involvement and showcasing of independent artists from all over the place. You'd mentioned kind of that print that you get in the DVD. Is that going to be uh, a part of this exhibit as well? Is it going to be art inspired by those films in the 2000s as a part of this one? There's going to be art that'll be for sale in the front inspired by it. Got so rather it. than an art show, uh, artists have uh, made stuff for sale in, in the in the gift shop of the Oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. And that stuff's also going to be available on your website so people from mm-hmm. all over the yeah, place can look at it. And, yeah. And yeah. important, just uh, merchandise in general that are um, themed to the uh, exhibit itself. So if there's companies that have like, you know, certain toys that are themed, then we'll make sure that uh, shelves are stocked with stuff from the 2000s films. But then also Y2 Kills original merchandise. Yeah. yeah. So Daz was going to ask like t shirts yeah. and stuff like that is all going to be. <laughs> Going to so, be available. I'll tell you what we're doing. Hell we yeah. Have, we have some stuff already and some things that are going to be launched periodically because this exhibit is going to probably be one of the longest ones we're going to have up. So it'll be over oh, a year. Wow. And um, we're going to do different things. So even if you come to the exhibit, uh, we're going to do different ways to experience the exhibit in the future so you can come back again and see it. Things that involve like, a, like nighttime events, overnight events, things like that. We're going to kind of like use the same exhibit but have different experiences so you could come back and see it with that being said well because it is 2000s we wanted to represent some of the 2000s fashion so we have these mock uh y2 kills of von dutch style hats oh nice uh we have some mock uh juicy couture pants (laughs) so it says y2 kills on on the the butt butt. yeah Yeah. and the mystery museum down the lake (laughs) But later on, we are going to get the actual velour ones made uh, that are bedazzled, and that'll be limited edition ones to be able to get, but that'll be a few months down the line. So we'll, we're going to launch them as limited releases. We have t-shirts, crops, stickers, the cameras, obviously, yep, the, the yep. wind-up cameras, which obviously was inspired by a certain film where someone got attacked. Like, <laughs> oh, and so, um, so you can buy the camera separately. Uh, or you could get a part of the uh, third tier of the um, the ticket where when you go to the exhibit, there'll be QR codes everywhere and then it'll show up the tiers. So you can pick your tiers before you get to the register and know uh, which one you want to purchase. But the CD is only available if you buy the second tier. What about different things like uh, casts involvement? Sometimes you've done mm-hmm. meet and greet with cast members and stuff. Is that on the plate, on the wish list for this time around? Yeah, 100%. We want to do separate days of cast from separate films and then a couple months later do another film and the other one do another film and so right now we're in the middle of scheduling all that so the opening night is it going to be uh different things going on that particular night is it going to be kind of like a party or is it just going to be allowing everybody kind of to experience the the exhibit it's an all-day thing so it starts at 11 so it's uh, 11 a.m to 8 p.m on on the 15th uh we'll have uh frankenstein is one of um, it's like a vegan hot dog sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had outside. it, but man, I yeah. hear so many good things. <laughs> and then uh, tarot readings by Brittany Lee. And then um, yeah, just a fun day. Everyone's going to come out. Well, we also have, I don't know if you guys saw, we launched Slashback Video has its own coffee now. Yeah. Cat Fight, who made the coffee for us, is going to be there giving away free samples on the 15th for the opening of Y2Kills. And the bags will be available for sale though that day. 
And you can either buy them uh, from our webpage, from our store, or from uh, Cafe Coffee's webpage as well. But it's a double caffeine toffee. And Ooh. we're calling it double feature because, you know, you want to stay up all night to watch more than one horror movie, you're going to need that coffee. <laughs> Makes yeah. perfect sense. Or if you don't want Freddy to come get you. And for anyone coming out, is there uh, just, just in general over the next the duration of this exhibit, what are kind of the hours that they just show up anytime that the Mystic Museum storefront is actually open? Is that the same hours that the exhibit keeps? Yeah. Same same hours, so eleven to seven uh, every day, and then eight o'clock on Saturdays. I think even the opening day, uh, Midsummer Scream is going to have a booth uh, there with some fun stuff and talking about the convention that they have coming up. So they'll be there. They're one of our sponsors, so they'll be there. There's going to be character actors, cosplayers. We encourage everyone to dress up, not just cosplaying as your favorite character, but Y2K attire. You know, two thousands attire. Yeah, we just encourage mo- the more the better. The everlasting party yeah. that is the Mystic Museum, guys. Amazing. What are your goals and dreams for Mystic and the the storefronts down the road? Like, what what kind of keeps you moving forward and inspires you and fuels you and to come up with the next big ideas and expansions that seem to be kind of always happening with you guys? There's big things happening right now. Really? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say We're gonna, <laughs> But there's stuff in store. There's more craziness there's more. in store. You guys are not done yet. No, we're no. not done. Really. Wow. Mind, for real. <laughs> yeah. But so, uh, just yeah. being creative. I would say just being, keep, being, keep being true to us and keep creating. And uh, I think it's very important to keep just, I don't know, just I love, I love all our customers coming back and befriending so many people in the horror community and just kind of being a place where they could keep coming to and such. So I don't know. Just keep following the Instagram pages. Oh, that's exciting. All of them because it's, you know, uh, Mystic Museum, Slashback Video, the uh, Mystic Museum Oddities. Uh, follow all of them. You'll see sneak peeks of what's to come. What's to yeah. come. Yeah. So this is this is coming soon-ish. Uh, the announcement will be soon-ish. What's going to happen? I don't know. You know, I'll, you know, definitely we're obviously on the, the last leg of uh, designing and finishing the Y2 Kills. So, you know, we're still not done. We got three more days left, but yeah, we'll, get, we'll yeah. get it done. And, Overnighters, uh, I'm sure. And then the new thing will will start being developed, but it's 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 already in the works. But yeah, then I gotta get jump onto that next. Yeah, oh, so. that's so exciting, man. Yeah, the, the one of the mm-hmm. great things that I love about what you guys always do, just as as a fan, is constant reinvention. It's never the same experience when you go to any of the shops. It's it, from year to year. It's completely different and it just keeps growing and growing. And it's always interesting. It's always compelling, which is super exciting. Awesome. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Well, uh, anything else to add about uh, Y2 kills that we haven't covered yet that we can talk about? I mean, a lot of it's uh, going to be waiting in the wings as a as a surprise that uh, is better kept a surprise i think and it's like a great movie right you want to see the trailer you don't want to you don't want any spoilers you don't want to see the whole the ending yeah. yet you know you know that you're going to see stuff from michael doherty you know you're going to see, see stuff from eli roth you know you're going to get original music you know you're going to have an immersive experience that you won't forget you're going to see mechanical things happening in front of you in front of some of these exhibits that that really haven't even been created before for the first time time that's exciting 
Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Um, uh, I would like to thank our sponsors. Yeah, go uh, ahead. So for this exhibit, we have uh, uh, our one of our main sponsors, uh, Midsummer Scream, of course. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll see us at Midsummer Scream this year, so look for that. Then Fright Rags. We all know Fright Rags, new clothing. So check out their new stuff. They just released something, I think, recently. What was it? It was it was awesome. I saw. It's like I got to get one of those. Oh yeah, they've got. I, la, I re, most recently picked up an innkeeper shirt, and they did a lot of stuff. The dead. Uh, I love this new movie called Deadstream that they put oh, out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, on Shutter, and they put out a Deadstream line as well. They're always yeah, coming they up. They have great, cool great yeah. stuff. Uh, the Haunt Store is one of our sponsors, and Atmos Effects is one of our sponsors. So oh, great. Just want to thank them and go from there. Awesome. Yeah, Atmos Effects. They make the uh, the ghost in our haunted mirror That's <laughs> in right. the studio. Yeah. You mean the broken one? Yeah, the broken one's now broken. Not not at the fault of Atmos Effects. No. It's, uh, I think it's my fault. I think I busted the whole thing. We just want to encourage people to keep following uh, the Mystic Museum Instagram. We have a TikTok. I also have my own now where I do a lot of behind the scenes of my builds and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's great. Called How To Horror House. So follow that. So you'll see some sneak peeks there. Obviously not releasing anything until this show opens. Yeah. But uh, yeah. That's Perfect, it, yeah. you guys. Well, it is Y2 Kills, a horror immersive experience at time of recording. This it starts this Saturday, April 15th when this comes out. All right. Tickets are 18 bucks. And that is that the, for the first tier, 18 bucks? What are the pricing kind yeah, of tiers eight, just to go 18, over? 18, 28, and 42. Got it. Yeah. But okay. there, you'll, you'll see it all online. Uh, the tiers will be on there so for everyone look. But it's, uh, you get you get a lot with the tiers. Yeah. I think it's come. Yeah, it, it sure so, sounds yeah. like it. Yeah, that's so, especially awesome. the wind up camera. Yeah, right. <laughs> and a CD. Oh, and then you, there's also uh, I already have one pre framed, but like there's frames that we're selling there that we had to hunt for because CDs aren't a thing anymore. But like that, you could put the cover of the CD and the CD itself into this shadow box frame. Oh, that's so great. So you could collect it and keep it because it is like original art. So they are prints. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool looking too. So I'll send uh, I'll send uh, uh, pictures over to you. Please do. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. Awesome. Yeah, we'll post them. Yeah. All right. Cool. You good? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right, you guys. So Kiko and Eric, uh, thank you so much for all that you do for us horror nerds. And thanks for coming. And uh, thanks for building this Y2 Kills well, thing for us. We can't I mean, wait. thank you guys too. Hey, <laughs> man. Anytime. Yeah. It's yeah. seriously, it's an yeah. honor for us. You guys yeah. just, yeah, you excite us and thrill us every time. So it's awesome. Guys, thank you. That was the Boot Crew Podcast, episode 379. Special thanks to our guests, Kiko Bailey and Eric Wessel of the Mystic Museum. The time of release, their brand new horror immersive experience, Y2 Kills, opens Saturday, April 15th. TheMysticMuseum.com for more. Production tracks provided by the kind folks at Powerman 5000. Till next time, from myself, Lauren, and Leo. It is the Boo Crew saying, sweet screams. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Tales from the Boo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bye! A Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepy pastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.